it is it goes forth with spirit and with power it's in the mighty name of jesus that we pray amen all right first before i do anything else i want to make sure and um thank massimo for opening up the restaurant Make sure no matter what it is you do, make sure you come back and you get the biggest meal, bring 15 people with you. Um, he's been a warrior throughout the pandemic. He refused to bend the knee to the tyrant out there in Sacramento. And so I think Like I said before, my name is Andy Falco Jimenez. I have a lot of names, like some other people that are here too. Um, and uh, I'm from Orange County, we live in Yorba Linda, California. Uh, our school district is the Yorba Linda Unified School District. Uh, we were able to get um, CRT band, uh, so that was awesome. And how that happened is because we had a lot of parents involved and we were very dedicated to walking for the win, right? We went to every door, we knocked on doors, we uh, held um, rallies, we made sure that everybody, and I did broadcast, that's why I'm broadcasting live, it's a broadcast on Facebook, everything that we're doing in the school district, do I need to change mics? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I heard it, I heard it cutting out, there we go. Oh. My voice sounds great here. <laughs> um, and so there's a, a lot of activity. And what we're hoping to do, one of the things, is to get every one of you involved and 10 of your friends involved, uh, if not 20 of your friends, to make sure that they completely get involved. I'm just going to open up with a really quick, uh, hopefully it's going to be a really quick presentation, and that is about the teachers unions. Um, I'm a former police officer in the city of Anaheim. I was also a sex crimes detective and trained uh, in, in identifying uh, pedophiles and child molesters, uh, learning how um, it, it works to groom children, um, and it was taught a lot of stuff. I went to schools in addition to investigating these horrific, horrible people. Um, I, I learned a lot about how they work and how they operate, and, we, and what I'm finding is the teachers' union operates much like many of the predators uh, that I was investigating. Uh, for the Anaheim Police Department. Understand there were four detectives in sex crimes in Anaheim, and each of us had fought 400 to 600 cases a year. Each of us. And so just understand, there's a lot going on there. And so uh, we don't need the teachers uh, that, uh, that follow the indoctrination of the teachers union to make these jobs any harder. Uh, the other important thing that I wanna make sure that everybody knows is that we love teachers. We, we love good teachers and understand the kids need to learn how to read, write, count, and think. That's all we want them to do. We don't want them to teach them to do anything else. As parents, we'll do the rest. We'll make sure that they understand about how they're feeling and what it is that they're feeling like if it's not what they were born with. Uh, and then we won't make those decisions. We don't need a teacher doing it for us, and we don't need the government doing it either. So just what I've been uh, um, coming up with lately in, in regard to teachers' unions is this little bit of presentation that I just want to share with you, but many of you have probably already seen. Uh, but I just want to make sure that I bring the connection even tighter than what the, maybe you've been watching on Fox or wherever it is that you get your information. So go ahead and hit uh, the next one. So uh, I believe that the teachers' union is a cabal, uh, a, a criminal organization to now, and it has been happening for several decades just that we haven't been paying attention, uh, to um, destroy families and our children 
and much of it right now they're using sexualization uh, to do that. And it's causing confusion, causing uh, children to be depressed, and uh, kids are committing suicide, getting more involved in drugs than ever before, and uh, it is uh, quite possibly uh, from the, the start of what's happening in teachers' unions. Uh, next slide. So the NEA, as you know, is the National Education Association, one of the largest uh, teachers' unions uh, in the nation. Next slide. And they are completely connected to the CTA, the California Teachers Association. They are simply, what I'm finding, are essentially the same organization. They just use a different name to, to be focused here in um, California. The next slide. And then underneath those teachers unions, now these are just the ones that are in my area, down there in Orange County. You'll find that your unions are attached to them just equally the same. And that is, these are these smaller teachers unions. APLE is the um, Association of Placentia Linda Educators. That's our uh, union for um, the Placentia Overland Unified School District. And they are a partner, it says, on the website with the NEA and the CTA. And they encourage the teachers to follow what's everything that's happening with the NEA and the CTA. Next slide. This is one of the things that they're, they're making sure that all our teachers are aware of, and that's how they get these tags that they wear around their necks so that they can tell children that they're a safe, a safe person. It's just like, it's just like the, um, uh, anything else that it seems that the left does, and then they call everything by the opposite name. Right, the Inflation Reduction Act is, is actually the Inflation Increasing Act um, and has nothing to do with inflation whatsoever. But this is where they can say that if somebody feels, a child feels like they're depressed or they're upset or they're uh, just feeling like they're being bullied, they say, well, just, just scan this QR code. That one you can't because it's got a triangle on it. Um, but uh, they're telling kids to, to scan this because it'll lead you to information that will help you through whatever it is you're going through. And when you go to that website next, uh, oh, actually, let me show you a little close up of the tag. You can actually scan, scan that tag if you've not done it yet. Use your phone uh, to scan that tag, and it'll take you to the website. Just understand, since I've been doing my research and I've done a couple shows on social media about it, and have directly um, uh, made the connection between all these teacher unions, the, the links have changed. They, they are, and Tucker's done some, uh, uh, some work on it, and some of the other, uh, uh, other channels have done work on it. And since then, some of the link stones connect like they used to. I was trying to show my wife, you know, some things that I discovered when I first did it, and I was trying to show her, and it wasn't working. Uh, by the way, my wife uh, writes for the Christian Post, and uh, if you go to the ChristianPost.com, she wrote a fantastic article uh, about the subject, also related to uh, what Christians need to know about what's happening in our teachers' unions. So, go to the next slide. So this is a teacher uh, that is going to talk about how fantastic these, these tags are. This just came out a couple of days ago, and I found it. If you hit the space bar, it'll play. A lot of teachers and staff in my school district for these badges so that students who are questioning whether or not they're accepted know what's On the back side is the QR code. She's not showing you that part. But that is what they are being trained to do. And she's following exactly what it is that the teachers you can tell her in these next slide. So this is where essentially it goes to. This is one of the pages it goes to. Uh, and I just want to read what these things say right here. This is the NEA. You see up there? They're not hiding the fact that they are encouraging this. In the NEA, the National Educators Association, this is one of their websites that they are encouraging teachers to send kids to. And it has a whole bunch of information. Go on the next slide. And on the About Us, of course, the National Education Association, Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender, Queer Caucus was founded. 
in the 1980s. Do you see how long this has been going on? Yes. This is not the last couple of years. A lot of parents think this has just been going on. This has been going on for a very long time. Um, uh, by a handful of NEA members seeking to provide a means of professional support for gay and lesbian colleagues, the NEA LGBT Caucus uh, works to provide educators, education support professionals, and students with safe schools, safe schools free of uh, anti-LGBTQ bias and intolerance and to provide sound education programs for all students. Next slide. Their mission is um, the, the caucus in order to eliminate institutional discrimination, homophobia, and transphobia monitors and participates in the development of NEA policies and activities, provides resources and fosters better communication among, among educators, students, and communities. This website is designed to provide information and resources to the over 3 million members of the NEA who work each day to facilitate relevance and vigor to America's public schools. I am not against LGBTQ. I'm not homophobic. I'm none of those things. I could care less what somebody's child identifies. I, if they're a furry, then they're a furry, and that's none of my business. But we don't need them teaching our kids, or even that kid, some of the things I'm about to show you. Because it doesn't stop there. It's not anything about telling people, hey, you know, don't discriminate. Uh, if bullying happens, make sure you contact your teacher and they will go through the whatever normal uh, ways they would go through a bullying report, which should be handled as a report, not changing entire uh, curriculums um, and, and going way further than what we do as parents. And we have, the, we have these conversations. Next slide. <clears throat> but here's where this, this is that you saw what she was wearing. And these are all the subjects. Now, it's maybe hard to read, but there's a ton. It's not just one thing. It's not about bullying. Yeah. It's sex education. It's um, you know hate hate crimes. What they're what they're calling hate crimes. Us speaking today is a hate crime according to the left. Me, me coming here and talking about these things that they're saying that that's hate. It's not hate. It's information. It's it's important for us to know. But again, there's so much. There. If you go to that website, you'll be able to find most of the stuff and understand some of the stuff that I found is no longer there. The 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 information is still online. You just can't get there through the links. And I I can still get there because I know where they're at. So go ahead and hit the next. Oh, wait, sorry. I'm sorry. Can you go back one? I just want to point out. It is, uh, you got the CTA here, and then underneath down here, it has all the smaller uh, unions that are connected and, and approval of all this stuff. So next one. So this is an important one. They're telling teachers that they need to act like sex workers. This is on that website, teaching teachers they need to be like sex workers. Why? Because the bullet, oh, here, down here. Sex workers have long... Um, Sorry, I can't read that now. <laughs> it's uh, existing in legal gray areas, figuring out how to make a living, stay safe, and avoid liability wherever possible. They also uh, face stigma, judgment, and pushback from both the Christian rights and sex work exclusionary feminists. Which I guess that's, I don't know, who knows what that is? It's just every woman who doesn't like this happening to their child. And it just goes on. This whole article explains the teachers how they can work in the darkness and in the uh, cracks and crevices of the school to not be identified as their indoctrinating their children. It's telling them how to do that. Next. Um, if you ever wonder who is pushing that men and boys compete against girls' sports, it's the NEA. This is a, an article that's in there that you can find on how to make sure that schools can begin to um, uh, allow boys and men to participate in girls' sport, and they're, they're supporting it and pushing it. And so this is directly from the NEA. So if you ever wonder where that's coming from, it's from the NEA. Next. This is uh, one more thing I'm just going to show you. There, and there's a lot. I'm just showing you some of the highlights of what it is I found. 
This is uh, Query Sex Ed, and this is a cookbook, they call it, to give to children so that they know how to do certain things. Uh, we had to ask some children to leave earlier because um, uh, we were going to show you some of the stuff. But so if you get offended by this stuff, I mean, it just I have to show you what's happening out there. And this is on this website. When a kid scans the code, they can get this cookbook. Do you understand that? I mean, this is not this is not what we signed up for when we send our kids to public school. Right, the next slide. So anal sex, the cookbook for it has the, the serve, it serves two people the ingredients. The substitutions, fingers, and other penetration. Uh, it has notes. It tells you the steps if you're the child and how you get to prepare. How you prepare for that kind of thing. Next one. Bondage. As a sex crimes detective, some of the crimes that I was also involved in because in these things, bondage and uh, sadomasochism, quite often injuries would occur. So we'd have an additional crime or a homicide would occur. Or death. And so they, they come from bondage and they come from uh, sadomasochism. Those are the things that we find most often. And here they are called children. Children that we, we don't want to drink until they're 21. Children that we don't want to drive until they're 16. Children that they can't vote until they're 18, but we want them to participate in things like uh, bondage and, and sadomasochism. You know what I'm talking about. Go ahead, next. I'm getting all excited here. Uh, rimming. Anybody know what that is? Let's not. Next. Let's go. Next. Domination, sadomasochism, what I was talking about before. And, uh, and there's more, but I'm going to do one more. And this is the one that really kills me. For some reason, this is sexting. Because we told our kids how many times, don't use your filthy pictures of yourself that you don't want to be out living in the world forever. So that when you're trying to get a job as a police officer, a fireman, if you're trying to run for a political uh, position, that you're out there sexting stuff that you should be. But here they're encouraging children to sex. Why? Because they want to destroy children's lives. They know what's going to happen when they sex. They know what's going to happen when their parents catch them. They know the division that's going to occur, and they hate the nuclear family. And the sexing, which we have been fighting against for so many years with our kids, they are now encouraging them to actually do sexing. In here, it says, get consent from all parties. Um, make sure you have the right phone number so you don't send it to their mom. Start sexing. Start sexing is step number three, and be creative, is what they're telling them. Next slide. I'm sorry, I have to show you that. Here's something that I used when I was a... a a sex crimes detective, and, I, and, I, and I'm just waiting for somebody to do it. If you find a teacher giving your child anything like the books that we've seen, um, where you, there's pictures of sex acts, that is in violation of 311.2. I don't care what anybody says, the DA may not want to prosecute it, and it's going to be a DA because it's a felony, but, or a librarian providing a book or what have you, you may be able to use this one. It has what the intent to distribute or exhibit to or uh, exchange with a person under 18 of age or who offers to distribute, dis, uh, dis, distributes or exhibits a person under the age of 18 years personally engaging in or personally stimulating, stimulating sexual conduct as defined in section 311.4. Um, I have a couple handouts you can find out some of this more, more of this information. I want you to be careful when you see this that may scare you. You may think it's talking about teachers are able to do this, but if you read this, and again, this is one something that comes up. It does not, it does not um, count if a, an instructor at an academy is teaching police officers about this law. So you see education, educating law enforcement, educating attorneys, educating people that may be uh, counselors to help children through this type of thing. 
So this, it'll say exclusion, but it's, it's for that. This doesn't mean that teachers can give the children. It's that so that they can trade it to people that need to know. So just, just don't worry when you see that, that you're going to be um, fallen, you know, that it, it, it should not be prosecuted. Again, we have some DAs, of course, as you know, uh, that won't prosecute a murder. So uh, I'm not sure if they will follow up with this or not, but it's worth a try. Uh, next slide. And uh, and this is the all that three eleven four. These are the um, the the pictures. If there's pictures of this kind of stuff on there, uh, then that's what it falls into. And I know for sure because I've seen parents hold up the books and say, "My child got this book in the library. My child was given this book by a teacher. And my child's in elementary school. And my child's in um, middle school. Um, and it shows at least one or more of these things. So they're distributing." Pornography to our children that are under the age of 18. All right, next slide. So I went through that really fast, but I want to make sure to kind of set the stage of where we're going, I think, and much of what we're talking about today and why it's important to understand that these things are not, of course, you're here because you know it's not right. Uh, but there's more things that we can do together. Uh, and, and so we, you can switch over to the other computer. Um, and so that's what we're here to talk about. We have some great candidates. Uh, in, uh, in Orange County, we've made sure and vetted our candidates to make sure that whoever's running is going to uh, do good by us. In, in our area, we have uh, a gentleman by the name of Todd Frazier. He's a CPA. One of the biggest problems we have in school boards, we have a $300 million uh, annual budget for Placentia-Oberly Unified School District, and we don't see where that money's going. It, it doesn't make any sense. All the parents are paying for the sports, parents are paying for the pencils and the erasers. Oh, $300 million? It can't be all uh, payroll. No. Right? It's got to go beyond somewhere. So we have that, and then we have another gentleman by the name of Rich Eagle. He's an attorney, and he's running for school board. So we're set up pretty good here, and I know you guys are too. Let me bring this up really quick here. Uh, hold on. Um, hold on. I practiced before I, I came out here. <laughs> Hold on one second. I see that I'm pulling up the agenda to make sure that I'm not off. Joelle. Oh, there we go. Okay, I just want to make sure we're on the right person. All right, so we have a, a school board candidate coming up here. I've already talked to her, but I met her. She's fantastic. Uh, Sophia De DeMonico. And first-generation American, Sophia knows the value of a good education. Sophia is a native Californian, CBUSD graduate, and has resided in Canelo Valley for the majority of her life. She is the mother of three school-aged children and a former foster parent. She is running the Fort Canelo Valley Unified Trustee Area 4 and will be a voice of reason in support of all families. Sophia. Before I get going, um, where are Steve and Sherry? Can you stand up somewhere where everyone can see you? I just want to thank Steve and Sherry because without them and their great bravery, so Steve and Sherry, thank you. Thank you for your bravery and your commitment to the cause. So I am about to get, Andy did such a great job on presenting kind of some of the overarching things going on. I'm going to start to get granular about what's actually going on in our school district. So if you could come up with this slide, hit that next slide. We have one strategy 
walk to win. There are a lot of political races going on this fall, and none of them have the ability to touch every single voter in the way that we do. 2020 was the first year they districted up our community into five areas. And we didn't know how that was going to go. But I will tell you, it gives us a direct access point into every single home in our district, unlike ever before. It's a lot harder to cover 160,000 people than it is to cover only 10, right? So that is our strategy. That is what we want you before you leave tonight to commit to. But let me get down to the details of what's going on in our district. Next slide, please. There's well, $20,000 doors is our goal. Yeah. We, if we get 200 people doing 100 doors, we cover it in one weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So before you leave here, I want you thinking through, who do you know? Who can you grab to rope into this cause? It's not that hard. We all know a person or two that'll just go on a walk with us, right? Yeah. Next slide, please. So in our district currently, we'd all like to think that the struggle starts somewhere between middle and high school. I can tell you we have proof that it's starting as early as transitional kindergarten in our district. From the time a kid enters CUSD at four years old, they begin setting the stage to bring them. It starts as early as TK by simple questions. Are you a boy or a girl? Do you go by he or she? Now, I have two four-year-olds myself. These are totally age-inappropriate questions. Kids at young ages need concrete information about their identities, their families of origin, and what's going on in the world. And then the horrors continue. We have on record that our LGBTQ DAC has recently provided our elementary school classrooms with LGBTQ, heavy on the T, the trans part, libraries for every classroom. So that means there are books in children's classrooms that parents never have laid eyes on, have no idea what's in there, that they can just casually walk over and browse throughout the day. And we're still searching the information for that. But then if we escalate up to the higher grades in, in elementary school, I'm sure you all heard about the scenario with Steve and Sherry's daughter in um, January of last year. Unbeknownst to them, one day after winter break, one of their daughter Jamie's classmates came to school and decided she was trans. Instead of the teacher taking that moment to reintroduce the students to their, to their classmate and what she was going by, tell them to be respectful, to show graciousness, and to not bully. She decided to take matters into her own hands and show a book reading of Call Me Max. Call Me Max is a book that talks about transgender for younger ages. Can you hit the next slide, please? You can see through this, transgenderism is a long word, but it means something simple. Trans means you're going across, like how transportation means going from here to there. Gender means a boy or a girl, or a little bit both, or not feeling like a boy or a girl at all. And this is the part that me as a mom, I have a big issue with. When a baby is born, a grown-up says, it's a boy. 
or it's a girl. And if a brand new baby could talk, they sometimes may say, no, I'm not. When a baby grows up to be transgender, it means that the grown-ups who said they were a boy or a girl made a mistake. This plants the seeds of doubt in children's minds against their family. Be poor, and I'm a foster parent. I've parented kids from horrible backgrounds. Stability is a core tenet to any child's development. Next slide, please. So there's Lizette. So we Lizette. All right. There we go. There we go. And one of the speakers, so chapter three, making friends was easy, but everyone asked if I was a boy or a girl. I told my friend Teresa I wanted to be a boy. She asked why. I said, because I like climbing trees, and I like looking for bugs. You know, our friends at Gaze Against Groomer, who is a wonderful organization of brave and fearless people from the LGBTQ community that are standing alongside us, and we think that we actually have someone here tonight from them, have this saying. It's called Save the Tomboys. Save the Tomboys. Transgender is a complex issue, and some people in society will face it as adults. But to simplify it down for a kid, saying that if you like bugs and climbing trees, you somehow are in the wrong body, is totally unac unacceptable. And I will tell you, our teachers are not the problem. This one teacher took matters into her own hands. But we have countless amounts of teachers in this district who are brave, who are standing for truth. And even if they aren't, they do not agree with this stuff and they are doing what they can. So teachers and administrators are not the problem here. It's the board for allowing these things to exist. Now I'm gonna call up Karen Miner, who's gonna explain a little bit more as you get up into the, the middle and high school ages. Thank you. Microphones here. Uh, our next uh, candidate is Karen Mayer. Meyer. Meyer. No, I'm sorry. Karen Meyer. She is a 29 year resident of Thousand Oaks and raised her children in the CBUSD public schools. Her priorities are simple protect parental rights, provide all students with a comprehensive educational experience, stressing all the basics reading, writing, math, science, and technology. Ensure that school campuses are protected and students are safe. Support the teachers. Allow them to teach, not act as psychologists or therapists. Karen is running for Canelo Valley Unified Trustee Area 3. Karen. are keeping your children's identity a secret and in the state of California it's legal for them to do that 
The Ventura County Office of Education hosted a webinar in November of 2021. This was for public school educators and administrators. The purpose of the webinar was to address practical solutions for affirming the identities of transgender and gender diverse students in public school. The webinar was three hours of training on how to legally lie and hide the truth from students to their parents. The two attorneys who led the training advocated for the following. Require students to complete a get to know you form on the first day of school to get students to declare their pronouns, any gender issues that they're experiencing, and if they have any issues at home. These forms are also called gender support forms. They're told that when speaking to students, staff is told not to use the words mom and dad, but instead use the detached and gender neutral term, parent. They're to avoid putting anything in writing in the student's permanent record in order to avoid the scope of a parent's right to legally access the student's records. Staff is warned to keep any documentation with a student in a personal file in their possession so that parents cannot access it. There's a big difference between unions and teachers. I want to make it really clear. This is not the teacher's fault. They are not the enemy. Courageous teachers have come forward and spoken out about these trainings. This is a concerted effort by Sacramento, school administration, and the board. It's to eliminate parental rights and force parents and teachers to participate in keeping vital information hidden. The staff attending these trainings were told that students have a right to privacy that trumps a parent's right to know. <laughs> the staff attending these trainings were told that students have a right to privacy. Your child can have a completely different identity at school without your knowledge. The district is complicit in this substitute. Your child can dress as the opposite sex, have a different name or gender at school, and attend meetings in school with school personnel to discuss gender issues, sexual feelings, hormone replacement, transition surgery, and even abortion information. Next slide. If your son or daughter is uncomfortable with using a bathroom or a changing room with a trans student of the opposite sex, it's going to be your student who will be inconvenienced and have to use a designated single stall bathroom or changing room somewhere on campus who knows where. And sports teams must now allow opposite sex players to be on athletic teams. Next slide. Your parental opt-out notification requirement only applies to formal comprehensive sex education curriculum. According to this training, LGBTQ or gender ideology can be introduced in non-sex ed subjects, like PE, anti-bullying discussions or meetings, during academic classes like history, science, and English language arts. And perhaps worst of all, this ideology can be taught during social-emotional learning sessions 
I don't know how much you know about this, but Conejo Valley Unified School District currently requires teachers to include 15 minutes built into its weekly classes. So that's 15 minutes that's being taken away from valuable teaching time, teaching the subjects that they're there to teach. Our district is installing and staffing emotional wellness rooms on campuses where your student can discuss personal gender, sexual issues with an adult staff member that you've never met and without your knowledge. The district is not legally required to notify parents of this type of instruction in advance or even after the fact. What can you do as parents? There's a California Education Code 51513 that states, in grades one through 12, parents must provide prior written consent before their child submits to a test or a survey that asks questions about sexual behaviors, attitudes, religion, personal beliefs, or practices in family life or morality. This would effectively prevent schools from requiring students to complete the getting to know you form or the gender support plan form. You can write letters to your students' teachers, the principal of their school, and district administration, citing this ed code and demanding that you want to opt your child out of any class where questions like the ones I mentioned before are asked of your student. It wouldn't stop them from teaching about gender ideology in class, but it might stop them from asking personal questions about your student or your family. Unfortunately, this doesn't cover pre-K or kindergarten. The bottom line is your rights as a parent are being eliminated. Public schools intend to co-parent your children and have the right to lie to you about your child's school activities and gender choices. Parents need to be more proactive. Now that you know what is happening, you need to talk with your children and ask them every day, what are they learning in class? Otherwise, they will be talking to a complete stranger at school who will be influencing them regarding sex, gender, and anything else that they're concerned about. And you will never know about it. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you, Karen. The next one is a friend of mine who I was able to interview on the show that I do, uh, Joelle Mancuso. She's a native of Southern California. Joelle is the mother of three adult children. She is an advocate for parent involvement in public education and believes that family, culture, and values reflected in the curriculum are pivotal in providing education that will make the Canelo Valley thrive. You may know her as, a, as the founder of Canelo Valley Mama Bears, a group of parents and teachers who are passionate about transparency and excellence in education. Joelle is running for Canelo Valley Unit, uh, uh, Unified Trustee Area 2. Joelle, how are you? I can tell by your faces that there's a little bit of a gloom, but I want you to smile because we're going to end this night with, with an answer and a solution. How does that sound? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get a call and people will say, how are you doing? How are you feeling? It's like, I feel, I feel great. 
I feel awesome because there's so many good things happening. And so I hope that you feel that at the end of the night, even though we're exposing some things that are, are quite dark, that there is really a light at the end of the tunnel. So I wanted to go into Teen Talk. Now, Teen Talk is a comprehensive sex ed curriculum that our board approved, even though the teachers did not want it, the parents did not want it, and they still chose the most radical, comprehensive sex ed curriculum they could. They did not have to choose it. I'm going to explain exactly how that works because the paper, the ACORN paper with Mark McLaughlin, our superintendent, was saying that his hands are tied with everything that's going on, and it's a half truth. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you the other side so you can understand where that falsehood lies. So this is a slide, and that I want you. This is in the classroom. If you um, down at the bottom, if you um, you want to find those graphics, you can just do the little code there. That is from the CDUSD website. That's not a made-up picture. These pictures are forward-facing to the students, and um, this is uh, your gender is just how you feel, and they go quite deep into this. You can be anything you want. Let's go to the next slide. Um, this is seventh grade. This is the uh, consent tree. This is in the abstinence chapter where they teach them about anal sex and uh, oral sex as a choice in the abstinence chapter. If you want to find that, you'll see that that sheet lives on the CBUSD website. I pointed a little red arrow underlying the session because people keep on looking at these things and going, that's not fair. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is there. You just have to be willing to go look. And I know sometimes it's hard. You don't want to believe it's there. So you're like, eh, it's not there. It's there. And you just listen. It's in front of the kids. If you're afraid to look at it, you have to re-examine that thought. Let's change. Next slide. All right. For some reason, we've got drag queens and drag kings. I'm not quite sure why that's in, important to be talking about this in the curriculum. <laughs> this again is under session three. You can find that there. Um, we don't have Chippendale dancers mentioned here, so I'm not quite sure why we need to go into this form of entertainment in our sex ed. Um, let's go ahead and go to the next slide. And then this is our most famous slide. This is the only pregnant person in the curriculum is this pregnant man? Your belly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is in Thomas Beatty is in session three, and you can, or yes, yeah, session three, and you can find that on the website. Go to the next slide. All right, so we have this individual, uh, individual unlock wave. This is in the classroom. I want to be really clear because I'm not about spreading misinformation. A lock in the media is the picture I added there. That is not in the classroom. But the reason I wanted to point it out is we are promoting this individual. So this gives shown to your ninth grader, what is, what's the first thing they're going to do? Look them up, right? We all do that. We look them up. And when you go and you look at a lock in the media, you are going to be shocked about this full-grown man that is going to be talking to your kids. And we're promoting this through the schools, which is just from a liability issue. You see some problems with that? As a board member, to have that in the classroom and want all of our kids to follow him, I don't know what he's going to be doing out there in the public. I don't know why he chose to do this. Really irresponsible. Go ahead and change. Next slide. All right, this one um, transition hormone therapy, gender affirming surgeries. 
needs to be done without parental uh, knowledge. This is really important to know. If you're a woman sitting in there, I want you to remember when you were 14 and 15, if you felt completely comfortable in your body, <laughs> don't be shy, I know you did. Because most girls and those changes get very uncomfortable. But now we have, now we have materials that say we understand you're uncomfortable. And if you're pissed off at your mom because she didn't let you see out late last night, we understand that too. Let us support you wherever you are. We gotcha. We gotcha. Do you know how dangerous that is? When I was this age, I wanted to change my name to Micah. I want to play on the football team. If I was going to school today, I can't even imagine what would happen to me. First fight I had with my parents, I know I would have been in price at CBUSD. And that is dangerous and it's irresponsible. And I feel like there's a hunt season going on for the girls. And I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. Woo! Remember when anorexia went through and the pods of girls all did the anorexia? This has taken its place. And now we have pods of girls. They're trying out this because they're unhappy, right? Two years of COVID, they're isolated, they're anxious, they're depressed, obviously. They're not feeling good, they're uncomfortable, they need help. And this is the answer. We're going to screw up a whole generation of girls. Now they can't even go to the bathroom in privacy. They can't even play, go to gym class in privacy and change. This is an assault on girls. So when they say, Joelle, you're homophobic, transphobic, don't say groomy, I am telling you, this, this is hurting our next generation. And the adults have to wake up and get involved. And if this board is not going to take responsibility to protect our children, then they need to go. Yeah. And trust me, I have no hard feelings against the board right now. They're just in the wrong position for saving the girls. And I'm sorry, you just need to find a different position. Yeah. But not at CDUSC, and not our girls, and not our, our watch. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and change. I think we have one more. Maybe? Oh, great. Um, so um, that's it for, um, oh, let me, I did want to talk to you about something about the, um, about the misinformation that I've been accused of in the paper. And so I just want to make sure that I arm you with the information because I'm about um, transparency and honesty. I would think listed everything they've done to sexualize the kids, but I'm going to go over that. But if you want to see me afterwards, we can go through it. Did I not bring it? Let me see. Oh, I did. All right. So listen to this. I know I'm being recorded. So if anyone's listening to this and you believe the acorn, here we go. Mark McLaughlin. You're on notice. Yeah. School board has ultimate control over curricula. The school board has ultimate control over curricula. Yes, I said it twice for a reason. State law is not as prescriptive as what the curriculum companies would have you believe. The state law allows for a very wide berth for interpretation. Very wide. It's a framework. 
very wide. I want you to remember that. There are many ways to go with comprehensive sex ed. Once we are on the board, the three of us, we can immediately suspend the curriculum. And there are laws that are regarding community standards. Canal Valley has a community standard. The sexualization of minors, we have laws against that. And we have laws against pornography. We have laws against this. The HARP curriculum is completely compliant. We're told it's not. That is wrong information. It's misinformation. Mm -hmm. The HARP curriculum is completely compliant. No matter what misinformation you are fed from the district, we can also create our own. Did you know that? We can create our own. It would take a lot of work. Yeah. Do you think it's worth it? Yes. There are districts already doing it. We don't even have to start from scratch. There's districts that are doing it. The ACORN needs to report accurately, do better, stop allowing the district to bully the Canal Valley families that are looking out for their children's education. Just because the paper prints it or Mark says it doesn't mean it's true, and we will not be bullied anymore. Superintendents and the, the, the school board members and the teachers unions who said you must do these things and if you don't that you're violating the law none of that was true and so what I'm hoping that our school school board members will do is, is fight against what what Sacramento's telling them to do and then we'll take it from there. Massimo fought against it. He's still here. He's got a deal. Yeah. He's got a deal. <laughs>
If I were to teach your child about my sexuality without your consent or involvement, I'd be arrested. But when the school district does it, it's education. Districts are teaching transgenderism when they should be teaching science, math, and language. Instead, teachers are hiding student pronouns from their parents under the guise of gender affirmation. Can you imagine the uproar if schools were evangelizing or baptizing children without parental consent? Isn't that sort of what you're doing? You don't tuck these children in at night, you don't teach them to stand up to bullies, you don't pay their medical bills, and you certainly don't hold their hands in the hospital. These parents do. The girls indoctrination were seen in and a lifetime of medication and hormones because you can't simply cause puberty. Men cannot become women, and sex chromosomes are encoded into the fabric of our DNA. Simply affirming a teenager's gender is akin to affirming anorexia. Both are body dysmorphic disorders, yet we don't teach the starving teenagers how to binge and purge or affirm that they are indeed overweight. However, school districts, including yours, seem to have no issue secretly teaching girls that they can be boys because they feel uncomfortable in their bodies. A grown adult woman can't get a hysterectomy without extensive medical forms and doctor's visits. But Dr. Sophia over the hill in Sherman Oaks is willing to do top and bottom surgery, sterilizing children for life. Parents must be a part of the education process when teaching sexuality to students, and it definitely doesn't need to happen under the age of 10 years old. Yeah. 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 Your time is up. You gotta get off. Mario is a contributor for Gays Against Rumors and Activated American. He personally entered our orbit when he attended our last CBUSC board uh, meeting and spoke the truth about the grooming going on in our school districts. The video has gotten more than a total of 4.5 million views. Yeah.
A video came out on MSNBC with Melissa Paris Harry saying, your children don't belong to you. You have to get over this notion that children belong to their parents. Children belong to the community. It recently resurfaced with Will Wick yeah. all over social media. Yeah. And that was the video that spurred me into doing one thing, which was making a video against that. I spoke up and I said, no, this is wrong. I'm 33 years old and I have to say something because this is indoctrination. I took that one step and I took, made another step. I made blogs. I started writing my thoughts down about what was happening in my community, what was happening in my world. I took that step a, a step further and went, okay, I'm going to get out behind the computer screen and just go onto the streets. I found out about, say, the children rallies that happened in Los Angeles every single year, multiple times a year. And I said, I can join with this group. I come from a community in Palmdale that sees the destruction of families. I see the, the, the murder of children in my community. And I see what happens in the schools and I go, this is wrong. I have to say something. So I use my voice any way I know how. And I develop that voice through the internet, through making my, my, my blogs, through making my videos. And then from my writings, I ended up meeting a group of people, a free group of freedom fighters, just like you guys in my community of Palmdale. Those people supported me. They helped me. A couple of you guys received the Palmdale Journal. That's a, a newspaper that we produce because the media is trying to tell us something that's against what they're, that we believe. We know this to be true. We know that you cannot change your DNA. We know that they're trying to separate parents from their children in order to teach them something against the parents' um, belief system. That is grooming. That is exactly what grooming is. And it doesn't have, it's not LGBT, it's not, it, it's not a church, it's not, it, it's, it happens everywhere. And when you tell someone something against their parents' wishes, you're grooming them to believe something and to fight their parents. I'm seeing this army of children turning into snitches on their parents because my parents aren't affirming me. And the school board is turning around and saying, well, if you're, you're not affirming your child, we're gonna take your child. That's scary. We just saw legislation passed here in California. Governor Newsom signed it that says if a parent kidnaps their child and brings them to California for gender-affirming care, and another outside state says, hey, I need to find out my child was kidnapped for this gender stuff and went to California, the doctors aren't going to help. They're not going to co cooperate. The authorities aren't going to cooperate. Why? Because there's already a law. We've become a sanctuary state for these child mutilations. And that's exactly what it is. Um, I've been doing all this grassroots work for many years. One of the things that I did recently, um, I joined up with this group called the White Rose. They yeah. make stickers, little simple, you know, thermal stickers. I handed them out. If you guys were at the school board meeting, you guys got packages of them. People saw my video. If you wonder what I gave them, that's exactly what I gave them, is those stickers. I put some out there on the table. Please feel free to take them. And I encourage you to put them on light posts, put them on the trash cans, put them on the back of the stall of the bathroom, okay? You yeah. giggle, but here's the thing. This is getting your message across, okay? This is getting our message across, furthering our message beyond sharing, beyond the internet, because we know we're suppressed. And the person that's bothered by a sticker that says, save the Tom voice, is going to have to stop peeing or pooping to peel my sticker off. <laughs> or you're going to sit there and just see me. So, 
where activism takes me to many different places. And all these places, I find support. And so when I go on national TV, I tell them, it's not me. It's all of you guys. Yeah. You guys are the voice that gives me the courage to keep going. It was one thing to make a video. It was one thing to write a blog. It was one thing to put on a pair of heels and go, look, I'm a little bit different. That's okay. Yeah. Look, it's, it's one more thing. And that's what I want you guys all to be doing. One more thing. If you can't speak up at the school board physically, write in a comment. Yeah. You can write in a comment. Call in. Okay. Just because you don't live in a community doesn't mean you can't speak up and use your voice. If you spend your money in a community, you are a stakeholder. I live in the neighboring community. Great, I'm going to go speak at that city council. Maybe I don't have uh, students in this district, but I live in this district. My tax money pays for this district. And even if I don't live in this district, maybe I have family. And if I don't have family, even if something is minute, as I bought a lotto ticket. Yeah. Okay. They giggle and they say, oh, no, no. But you know what? The whole reason why we started the water was to fund the schools, isn't it? Yeah. And even though we did just a little tiny bit, guess what? My voice is worth hearing. Yeah. And, and I, I tell people, use every tactic in the book. Use everything at your disposal. You have a right to speak on every agenda item at a school board meeting, at a city council meeting. When we were fighting for our ordinance up in Palmdale, the, school, the city refused to put our ordinance on the table. They would put it on the table and then take it off. Put it on the table, put it at the end, oh, we ran out of time. We're just no, finally we decided we're going to filibuster you guys. I'm going to start talking about every single item. You want to spend $500 on a new street sign? That's great. But my ordinance is actually free. They would say the company. <laughs> Okay, every single item came back to the thing that I wanted. So if, if it's CRT, gender-affirming care, whatever it is, you can speak on it and just bring it right back. Uh, there's some things that we need to do as parents to stay strong. We don't need 
uh, 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 a school or a teacher or a, a, a librarian, a coach, to continue this discussion with our children who are simply for a period of time going through a difficult time, whatever that may be. And because many of them, like I just said, 90% will come back to whatever sex they were born with and will be happy. Um, I understand we're going to have a video to go to. That's why I think it'll actually match up pretty good with what I'll give my wife time to come up because I'm going to have my wife tell you a little story. Go ahead and play the video. I think you Everything stops if we put the sports. Right. Everything. 
Everything you saw tonight, everything you saw tonight starts and stops when we flip this board. This was not my dream to run for school board. They can tell you, I'm a busy mom, I have little kids, but I believe enough in this cause and I believe enough in our next generation to put what time I have to fight. Are you gonna join me? Are you gonna join me? This is how we get this board. Every one of you tonight got a card on your chair. We have two critical weeks, two weeks left. So all we need to do for it. We walk to win. We have 20,000 houses. We get 200 people. That's 100 houses. I tell you, I walk about three hours every day. You can do about 50 to 60 houses in one hour. Two to four hours of your time is all I'm asking for. I want you to pick up this card, fill it out. Tell me what time I can train you at and when are you gonna walk with me? I don't care, day, night, we will meet you. We will be in groups. We will hit our neighbor's doors and we will take back our valley. But it takes your yes tonight. So fill it out. Before you leave, fill it out. Give these back to us. Thank you for being here. And thank you for joining in the fight to save the children. Let's show how easy it is and show Dave. Dave's Dave? video. Dave's video. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. They're gonna show you a video on how easy it is to walk. Um, yeah, I just I, I wanna honor your comment tonight, Jennifer Weir. And I was here last year. We were all here last year at Jam for that. There's some other people. Hi there, we're out today's before Joe and Houston is running for the school board in November. It's a nonpartisan race. She's in favor of more academics. And less politics in the classroom. Oh, interesting. Thank you. Yeah, have you been following all what's going on in the school training? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Like, is it wrong? But yeah, a little bit sometimes here and there. I read some stuff. Okay. Is there anybody uh, showing some materials that are off of the website and materials that are being used in the classroom right now? Oh, wow. Oh, I don't support this. Well, our current school board voted 5 nothing in favor. So if you're interested in change a school board, I hope we can count on your vote for Shalal in November. Right, can I keep this and show my family? I can't believe that one was here, but I have a single page up. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. You're welcome. All right, thanks a lot for your time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yes, see you, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of these spaces have been here in the, in the last year. Massimo opened up his restaurant uh, for a couple of years now, specifically for children. And this is the moment every four years we get the chance to flip the board. And so I just I just want to show you that was just how easy it is. And the content, while the surgeons are doing the surgeries, it's true, it is about money. But, but the school district should not be partic participating in educating children about things that go against their family's values and specifically cutting and mutilating and taking drugs that sterilize them. So so that's why it's just, I just wanted to point that out. I guess the, the surgeons are making money. That's, that's actually true. 
but we can solve the school problem here and that's not it's not just about that it's about uh, an array of problems and we just need a little bit of your time the candidates will be with you they will train you um, we don't just send you out and have to do your own thing you just show up pick a time we'll contact you the, the candidate will contact you and they will train you and go with you till you're comfortable it seems scary but you can do it Thank you very much. I'm going to hand this back to Andy here. I promise. Um, listen, who's filled this out? Because we're going to pick it up for you. And we need everyone to fill this out. Nothing changes unless we're willing to knock on doors at any time during the week. So if you need a pen, let me know. I have pens in my hand and we have people that we can pass them out. I need these back. So fill in your name. If you have no idea when you're available, just fill in your name so that we know you want to help. And get it to someone that's in a candidate t-shirt. This is, we walk to win. We can't win without you walking so that people know what's going on. We go to doors, people have no idea this is going on. We are, we are the messengers, so we need you. So when you get done filling it out, I want you to hold up your hand and we'll come by and we'll pick it up. If you need a pen, let us know. All right, we have two people right here. We have three, excellent, four. Keep on going, keep on going, five. I see someone else, keep on going. I want to see more of you guys. You saw that video of those transitioners. This is dark stuff. Joelle, when is the school board? The school board, uh, the mail and ballots go out the 10th. And you can go anytime between the 10th and the November 8th because we have lovely mail-in for four weeks. All right. So basically, that's the same vote on November 7th, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, so I have, hold your hand up. I want to see who you guys are. Oh, see, you said you did. Thank you, Tim. Said you did. All right, that, over there in the back, said you did. I feel like a barker running. Uh, do I have 10? Do I have 10? Believe me, we are Thank really you, fun to walk with, by the way. And after we're done walking, by the way, it's a great fitness program. So if you just never can get the walking in, we'll take you on our walking fitness program. And we'll make sure you leave with a smile, knowing that you did something good for the kids. So if you're, when you, when you, whenever you're done, I'll be handing this back to Andy, hand up your, or put your hand up, and I'll come grab it. I have lots of pins. Don't be quiet, guys. This is your chance. All right, Andy, thank you. All right, one last thing. I just want you to leave with some hope of what happens when parents are involved, Kenny. Um, my wife's a former Muslim, born again, Christian, used to work uh, in DC for five different presidents and administrations. She's a contractor for the FBI uh, against counterterrorism. She protected our country for several decades, um, but um, she did not know uh, how important she was going to be to one of our children. And I just, I, at the last minute when I was watching all this and after Mario spoke, I asked her if she would share a story of one of our children and how important it is to get the children back into school for education and back into the parents' arms for support, prayer, and um, and everything else that Kay is gonna show you. I think it's important to hear from her. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, forgive me, it's a little bit of a hard story to tell, but it's, it's a beautiful story, and it's mine, so. Uh, my daughter, when we left Islam, my daughter lost all of her family. She lost her father and all of her relatives. And so 
Uh, it was a very difficult journey for her. Uh, we moved back to California and we lived in DC, as Andy said. And during COVID, so we were in a new town, we were actually out here, and she had a very, she was a single child at the time, and it was a very difficult transition. She was lonely, she was isolated, and she was really, really struggling. When she was eight years old, um, she was diagnosed with oppositional defiant disorder and ADHD. Oppositional defiance disorder, she had a wonderful therapist when she was really little, and she told me, she said, Hetty, I'm gonna tell you this straight up. If you don't apply order and discipline to this child, this will end up as a conduct disorder. You will have a whole host of problems. She needs order. And I was like, okay. So meanwhile, I just turned her world upside down. Uh, but so when COVID hit and she was going through the struggle, I, I didn't realize the effect that social media was having on her. She had, you know, TikTok, Instagram on her phone. And it was one of those, and she was in therapy, and she really liked her therapist. So she was crying hysterically in her room one night, and I asked her, I asked her what was wrong, and she said, you're not, um, you're not gonna love me anymore. And I said, what is it? And it was a back and forth for a while, and she said, I'm not really a girl, I'm a boy. I mean, I just, I had no idea where this was coming from. I mean, my daughter dressed in little dresses. She wore tutus until she was eight. Like, I had no idea. It wasn't like there was signs when she was young that, you know, that she may have mixed uh, chromosomes or other kind of genetic predisposition for it. None whatsoever. So that started, first of all, as a, as a, as a born-again Christian, I just kept telling her, I said, listen, I love you unconditionally. I will love you no matter what. I will love you no matter what you say more. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you that you have an emotional condition that's causing you to feel this kind of tension and this, this overwhelming sense of not only the hormones, but the chemical, mental conditions that you're going under is causing this to be more severe. I had her tested. She she didn't believe me. She didn't accept what I was saying to her, of course. And so I went and I had her tested. The, uh, the, the um, psychiatrist diagnosed her with clinical depression, severe clinical depression. So we had her on a suicide watch. And um, I went to her therapist, and her therapist proceeds to tell me, um, I need you to listen to her. And I said, okay. And so my daughter talked, and you know, I'm a boy, and my, and my therapist, and I looked at the therapist, and I said, are you believing this? And she said, she said, yes, you need to affirm her. And I said, I'm not affirming this. I said, God created my daughter a girl. I said that, you know, I said, and I told this is what I've been telling my daughter for weeks, for months. I told her, I said, listen, I was a tomboy. I was a tomboy. You know, I was tough. I wore pants all the time. And I was told from a very young age, no man would ever marry me. <laughs> no man would ever marry me because I had the strength of 10 men and no one would ever want to deal with it. And I literally did not get married until I married Andy. I did not have a marriage because people spoke that over me my whole life. And so when the therapist went this, it was a fight. I'm screaming, my daughter's crying, the therapist is like, don't you see she's crying? I said, listen, there's a promise over her life. God wanted goodness for her. He wants goodness for her, and I won't let go of what he wants for her. I will let her do this whole thing. Whatever she's thinking, I will love her through it, 
but I won't let go of the promise that he wants witness from her. So I'll tell you, we change therapists. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but my daughter now today is as a girl. I mean, I uh, I told her it, it was it, the most important thing because as we changed, so she was in a private school and we changed to a public school. My my biggest fear was that they were going to call her into the office because she had changed her name, our papers, and they were going to call her into the office and have her do hormone replacement therapy without telling me. But it was. I'm telling you, if you have kids struggling, or family members, or community members struggling with this, I believe she will tell you it was loving her through it that mattered. Because I was able to have a very heart-to-heart -heart conversation. She talked to me about how she was feeling, and I just told her, wait. My love, just wait. Wait till you grow up. Wait till you can make mature decisions. Promise me you won't get the therapy. She says, no, I won't do that now. And I said, okay, well, just promise me that you'll wait till you're older, till you're mature, till you can make decisions for yourself that are responsible. And I have to say that I'm very grateful to Andy and for um, his children and creating a family for her and helping her to feel loved. And we're, I don't know if I'm completely out of the woods yet, but I can tell you we have a victory today. And it really, it really comes from just being parents, being available, and not being afraid of having those hard conversations. You know? So. We have the capacity as the adults in the room and the syntax and the lexicon to be able to use our words to talk to our children. That I think is the most important thing for any parent. I am not a parent and I say this as a person who experienced it because my parents didn't have the words and they had emotion. There are emotions, but we are the adults in the room. We have to control our emotions, use our words and come to a bridge with our children. It's really, it's really the There should be no conversation that's off limits with your children because walking them through, helping them be rational, helping them be patient, um, understanding that they're changing and their hormones. And I have to say for my daughter, um, the uh, depression medicine was a lifesaver. It was a lifesaver. It literally transformed her life. I mean, once she went on antidepressant medicine, I know there's a lot of controversy. Some people don't like it. It saved my daughter's life. Um, so it is really important to have those parts. And, and I, even when we went for the medicine, I was like, sweetheart, you're depressed, you're crying, you're having horrible mood swings. I said, let's try to get help. Um, and so when she went, and I said, if you don't like the medicine, if it makes you feel sick, if you don't like it, we'll change it, or we'll stop it. Let's try. She's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's try it. And it changed her life. And she's now a huge advocate for, <laughs> for mental therapy or people that are going through severe depression. But we just we're just walking this road together. And so um, I just want to encourage you: if you have kids that are struggling with same-sex attraction or trans issues, that you just be available and love them through it. And we hope God will do the rest. She's a cheerleader at the high school, and she's got a boyfriend, and uh, it's, uh, it's amazing. I love her so much. 
She's challenging, but I love her. Um, <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, we have one more thing. We have a pitch for the garden. All right. I would just like to encourage everybody. I know that these are delivered. Sometimes they're stolen from your yard. Yes. But this particular one, the October Guardian, has great articles about Joelle, about Sophia, about me, and it tells all about all our beliefs, what we what we want to do, what we're feeling about what's going on. How we want to help. It's a great little newspaper. And I hope there's some on the table back there. I hope you take them on the way out. And just please read everything in here because it's a really good issue. So I just want to close with saying be strong. You're going to get attacked. Um, so many friends of mine for years have been hiding and saying, I'm, I can't say anything because I'll get fired. And I said, yeah, I still get fired. Um, but um, we need to speak up. We only have uh, these children. And we need to save these children. And if it costs uh, me, uh, you know, some friends and family, which it has, um, then I'm sorry, but my children are that important uh, that we need to speak up. So just understand you will be attacked, but have fun with it. Enjoy it. It just means you're doing something good. All right, my friends, thank you for coming. We really appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you.